0: Welcome to the next episode of the Hondo Handy Podcast, brought to you by Ed Hyman Drywall and Custom Painting, including residential and commercial power washing. Located at 36722 Roxana Road in Southville, Delaware, call 302-436-6277, or find him on the web at com. My guest today is Willis Whalen. How are you doing today, Willis?
1: I'm doing great. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing perfect, Willis. I tell you... Um, it's been a, a long time since I've talked which is going back to the days of the National Alliance of Esports in West Palm Beach, Florida.
1: Yeah, I, I, th- I think the last time I At saw key you, was, we were in the Key, the Keys, man. It was nice down there.
0: Yeah, the Keys. That's right. Was, well, anyway, uh, Willis, let me tell my listeners a little bit about you before we get started. Absolutely. Uh, Willis Whalen is the senior manager of Player Affairs and Collegiate Outreach for the NFL's Players Association. Prior to joining the NFL Players Association, he was the former senior manager of operations for the Miami Dolphins from 1997 to 2005. Mr. Whelan has been invited and has been a keynote speaker to hundreds of universities around the country and has <coughs> operated among several NFL coaches, including Jimmy Johnson, Dave Weinstein uh, staff, uh, Nick Sabrin, Mark, Mike March, Marvin Lewis, Herm Edwards, and Dick Vermeer, just to mention a few there. He completed his undergraduate degree in physical education, exercise physiology uh, in 1990 from Southern Connecticut University. And, in, and he received his master's in sports administration from Southern New hampshire university in 2016 he is a decorate, he, he is a decorated former football player achieving all the american football association all-american team in 1990 and was inducted in the semi-pro football hall of fame in 1995 he was a team captain for the semi-pro New the crusaders and team usa Willis, you have an impressive bio
1: Man, you just you making me sound feel old, man. I'm
0: like that was a long time ago. <laughs>
1: Bring I back know. all kinds of memories, and now now
0: I realize how old I am. Thanks, I appreciate it. <laughs> well, you have been involved with football for a long time.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been a good long ride, that's for sure.
0: Well, congratulations on that. Well, let's tell my listeners a little bit about your upbringing, maybe um, where you grew up, and if you played any sports before high school.
1: I did so. Most of my career, I grew up in uh, Winstead, Connecticut. It's one of those towns that's got like you know one or two street street uh, stop signs and and Main Street. You blink when you if you blink if you drive through it, you you know you're gonna miss it. So small town <laughs> in Connecticut, small town in Connecticut. You know I did a uh, pretty much played little league my whole life and, and didn't start playing football till I got in high school and got into high school and you know I had these big dreams my senior year of playing in these big universities and. I ended up applying to all these universities and, you know, my fall fallback was my, was Southern Connecticut and Southern Connecticut was the, uh, the only one who accepted me. So I ended up staying there and it worked out well, but it was like, you know, that was my plan B and everybody should have a plan B and that, that was it. And I stayed there and graduated there and went out on to some other things.
0: Well, um, when you, what, what high school did you attend?
1: So I went to a school called the Gilbert school. It's a semi, um, you know, Uh, private school and we laugh about it now because my my graduating class had 110 in it and you know out out here in Virginia we (laughs) you know my son's gonna go to a new school and and my daughter went to a school you know they have you know a couple you know 900 in their senior class so wow pretty pretty small school
0: (laughs) and uh, did you play any sports when you were in high school
1: so, in high school, the answer is yes. I, I played baseball and football, and technically I got my uh, wrestling letter uh, for varsity because my high school football coach, uh, the uh, one of our elite um, high school wrestlers, uh, needed a guinea pig to practice on to get into the States, so they... <laughs> he wanted me to get in there to get just thrown around because I, you know, I was 200 pounds and oh, literally, no. literally he talked me into that. And I ended up getting my letter. Uh, <laughs> first, first match I ever had, you know, I was, I was, you know, built pretty good. And I looked across and this guy was out of shape and I was like, I'm going to tear this dude up. And literally 60 seconds into the match, I was looking up at the lights. getting <laughs> out.
0: Oh my goodness. Hey, now I understand you were team captains. Uh, uh for was that for football?
1: Yeah, so for football, <laughs> definitely not baseball. I was uh you know, my my high school career consisted of me chasing foul walls into the parking lot. But uh <laughs> uh yeah, high high school I was a team captain, team USA captain, uh New England Crusaders captain. So, you know, fortunate enough to just uh you know, be one of those hustle guys and work hard and you know, get recognized by my, my teammates.
0: Well, I was gonna ask you about um Uh, Southern Connecticut being your first choice, but uh, uh, you said that uh, that was the only school that gave you an opportunity.
1: It did. It did. But, you know, it it worked out. I had kind of a strange but really great career. Um, I literally played one year at Southern Connecticut. I played, you know, one fall season, one spring season. And uh, I ended up staying in school, uh, not playing on the team, and decided to, uh, you know, with schoolwork and everything, I decided to try out for a semi-pro team, a local semi-pro team, in hartford connecticut at the time and uh it worked out great because literally you know i would be in school and and you know on the weekends i would be getting in a bus and would travel to north carolina you know teams in virginia maryland and everything from connecticut so it worked worked out real well it was was interesting (laughs) not the uh you know not the the the, uh, probably typical path to where i got to but it it was definitely different
0: well um if you were like me, uh, when you went to college, uh, I changed my major a number of times. uh, What was your major and did you change it?
1: So, well, the interesting thing, it was physical education, but the way it worked out at Southern was, you know, you could have, you know, when you're in a physical education department, it was, you know, exercise physiology. You could be a a physical education teacher or you can stay in and get either, you know, a a trainer's degree, um, you know, which, and I basically looked at it and you know, I, I was like, I knew that was the field I wanted to be in, but I wasn't sure which, which direction it was going to take me. So, um, you know, I stayed in that field and, and just got the exercise physiology, not knowing what I was going to do with it at the time.
0: Right. And so later on, you you received your master's degree. What was your uh, master's degree in again?
1: So the master's degree, you know, I'm I'm, I'm I'm revealing my age. I'm 54 now. I believe I got it like when I was 51 or 52. Oh, that's um, right. But that that's was okay. in sports. Yeah, it was sports administration. So you know it was interesting because you know my whole career with the experience you know i i i was figuring out you know the the what and then going back for my master's degree you know that kind of taught me the whys of why why everything worked the way it did
0: um and you mentioned that you played semi pro uh of football um uh why you were i guess why you were in school um what what positions did you play
1: well, it depends on what what week it was. So semi pro is <laughs> a little bit different. <laughs> you know, we had you know we literally varied from teams. There was teams where we actually had you know a hundred players show up, and we had tryouts. And there's other times where you know we were we were lucky to get twenty two guys on the field at the same time. So uh, my primary positions, I primarily played on the offensive line. So I played offensive guard pretty much my whole career. And the interesting thing about that was the reason I, I played guard was. When you play semi-pro, I was a linebacker, and, you know, you've got to switch it up. So the coach was like, hey, we need someone to block on this drill. So they'd flip you around on the other side, and, I, you know, I ended up being a pretty good blocker. So they were like, you know what, we're keeping you there. You're, you're a better blocker than you are a runner.
0: Um, you mentioned Team USA. What was Team USA?
1: So Team USA was great. It was, uh, it was basically a traveling all-star team that uh, I, would, I would probably put the talent level, you know, division to the division to all-star team. And basically, we would have an all-star semi-pro all-star game every year, and they would take fifty of the top hundred guys from from that game and call them Team USA, and we'd go and play different countries. So um, it was a little
0: uh, different countries. Yeah, yeah.
1: So we went to you know I've I've been to France. I went to England, uh, Austria. uh, You know, so we we got to travel a lot. So that's why it was really cool. And again, that was a lot of time when I was, uh, you know, either in school or just getting out of school. So, but you know, we we would play some ragtag teams that were made up of athletes from different sports so we we actually played uh russia for example and i played against one of the russian uh he was a shot putter he was the nose guard and didn't understand you know he thought you know the game after the game i remember him saying you know basically I, he kicked my butt and i was just like buddy <laughs> you know he personally him and i were like wrestling and and i was like dude you're you're a nose guard you're supposed to make tackles and he didn't really understand that so but it, it was absolutely an interesting <laughs> career
0: wow but Tell me about um, uh, how you got involved with the uh, Miami Dolphins.
1: Yeah, so again, um, you know, I always I speak with a lot of people about you know career paths and you know what they're going to do with their degrees, and and I tell everybody just get that experience because you're never going to know you know how it's going to pop back on you and and when it's going to pop up. So uh, again, back Uh, then I was actually volunteering for the NFL. They were doing some you know camps at the time. You know, basically they're play sixty camps now, but back then they were called play football right right
0: play 60 i remember that yeah yeah so
1: that was the big you know kind of you know physical fitness thing combination with with youth football and again we did these camps and uh i i was fortunate enough they asked me to do one in miami uh you know they have a bunch of youth groups out in the the dolphins territory so basically went out there we did a free open camp you know had about 300 kids show up put them through some fun drills um came back again at that time i had my uh you know i had my I was a personal trainer. I own my own personal training business. And then so we, we did that, uh, you know, did a camp. And, and sure enough, I got a call a little bit later and they said the Dolphins were like, hey, you know, we, we were interested in what you did for us. You know, want you to come down, you know, spend three three months out of the summer down here and uh, do some camps for us. And it was like, all right, wow. well, so I got to quit my job for three months, go down there, take a <laughs> chance, do some youth camps. And, and again, that's how it, it worked out. So what were you work? what were you doing at the time? So again, I had my own strength and conditioning business. Okay. Um, And uh, so it it was, uh, you know, it was one of those things that was great. I had uh, my own, I went to travel to people's houses. I worked people out at, you know, fitness centers and stuff. So, um, you know, I had a bunch of clientele that I had, I had, you know, pretty steady flow for a while. And literally the, you know, the dolphins were like, Hey, come, uh, I grew up a dolphin fan and they were like, Hey, come down and do these camps for us. I, I just couldn't say no. And, you know, took a chance. So that's why, you know, I, I would tell everybody too, you know, if opportunity comes and success is, is out
0: there, you know, don't, don't be afraid to take a chance at it. So is this uh, where you uh, decided to work for the Dolphins for, you know, what, eight years or so?
1: Yeah. Eight years. Uh, again, went there
0: and um, I, that, that's
1: why, you know, got a great opportunity to work with some great men and great coaches, you know, started there in 97 and then, once we did that, they said, listen, if you can make this a full-time job, this camp thing, we'll hire you full-time. And that's basically what I did. So basically, we went down in 98, and we, we went out to all the school systems and started these uh, free camps and clinics in, in the elementary schools. Uh, and then again, I was there for – I started under Jimmy Johnson and left
0: under Nick Saban. Oh, wow. What a great opportunity for you. Absolutely. Yeah, it was fun. Well, I did learn that you were a fan of the youth. Uh, that –
1: that is a that is a large understatement. If you ask my family, especially my wife, I, I am, I am for sure. And that, the, the interesting thing: so, two of my kids were born in Florida, and my other was born here. And all the, the, the one thing we have in common is
0: all the kids are
1: are Miami uh, Hurricane football fans.
0: Um. Well, how did you hear about the NFL players' affairs?
1: So again, so um, just to go in, go back because it's it's a it's an interesting dynamic because it's literally the opposite sides of the fence. So you know, working for the Dolphins as management, and you know, when I was working at the Dolphins, you know, working closely with the players, we had guys like Trace Armstrong coming through the locker room, and they would always have uh, you know NFLPA gear on and players' Inc gear on and everything. And uh, one day I asked him about it, and he, you know, uh, Trace Armstrong was the one who told me about what the organization was all about, you know, uh, with you know with the players. So. Uh, Sure enough, you know, uh, you know, when it was time to move on from the Dolphins, there was a there was an opening with the NFL Players Association and, you know, I just applied for it and, and, you know, I was really interested in what they were doing for the players and, uh, you know, got the opportunity to work, you know, literally go from the Miami Dolphins right to the NFL Players Association. And then the great thing about them, I mean, I can go on and on is, is, you know, when I got to the Players Association, they didn't take away. The experience that I had with the Miami Dolphins, they kind of embraced it and, and let me use and run with it in addition to what my job uh, functions were with the uh, NFL Players Association. Um, well,
0: what what was the focus uh, in your position with the, uh, you know, the Players Association? I mean. Yeah, so, and again, I, I
1: pinch me when this is, uh, make sure this is real. Again, I, it's worked out because, again, if, if you said, you know, what's your dream job, I have the dream job because, Um, I, my specific, uh, function is, uh, collegiate affairs. So I literally travel around the country and talk to college football teams about the business side of football. So we basically, you know, talk to guys that are about to get in the NFL, you know, again, everybody thinks they're going to play in the NFL. We don't discourage that, but what they need to know is it's a business once you get to this level. So we talk to them, everything about finances, what a, you know, a salary looks like compared to what a bonus looks like. You know, we talk about agents' do's and don'ts. We talk about the, the risk of, you know, players all all declaring early, thinking that they're going to be high draft picks. There's a risk in that. You know, every year there's about 30% of the players don't even get drafted that come out as juniors. So they need to be aware of that. So, uh, again, I, I have a dream job. I'm literally driving, you know, flying around the country and not, you know, obviously not now, uh, you know, doing these. We've been doing them virtually uh, with, with the football teams. And then my other uh, – part of my job is I run our, the NFL PA collegiate bowl, which is a college all-star game held at the Rose bowl every year in California where we invite a hundred. Oh, yeah. We, we bring in 112 of the best players in the country. We have NFL scouts traveling the country. And then we, we bring in 112 guys and have NFL scouts out at their game. And every year we have 200 or so NFL scouts at our game. And so I do all the operations for that. So everything from literally the <laughs> you know, you'd laugh. I mean, bringing in the, uh, the, uh you know all the youth groups before the game to the halftime show to the national anthem singer you know to any entertainment that we have and um so it it keeps me on my toes for sure
0: oh man that's a lot of responsibility
1: it is it is you know that's why if you can see me right now
0: i've got a few gray hairs since since back in the day
1: but you know it's all good
0: <laughs> well let me ask you about this uh, what with this coronavirus what's your your typical day like now so uh there's some different things so again uh when it first went down
1: uh you know when we first kind of got quarantined you know obviously like everybody it it changes you know what we are you know how we looked at things so again we had to do everything virtually so uh you know everybody was on lockdown so we did these presentations and these uh you know it's called pipeline to the pros and we did them virtually and it it worked out really well i mean we missed that you know my next step after we did a few was kind of like you lose that intimate you know, interaction, because, again, I, I want, Yeah. I don't, yep. you know, if I'm not the, the most exciting speaker in the world, you know, we need to have we do a lot of interaction at these. So we kind of had to figure out how to how to take the next steps to do that. And that's what we did. So, um, you know, we made them more interactive, uh, not to bore the audience now. But, you know, most of the stuff that I do now that I'm doing right now is there's two things that all the players in the NFL uh, Players Association do. And that's, they sign a group licensing agreement. So I'm kind of responsible for entering those and and putting those into the contracts of the players. And then the other thing is I do uh, electronic medical records. So all the players get their, you know, anybody who requests their medical records, if they're applying for any benefits or medical benefits, they need their uh, medical records. If they're changing teams if they're going to, you know, to another team to try out for a team or whatever, then most of the time the trainers or doctors need those medical records. So I do that. Uh, you know, I don't want to get too much into I don't want to bore anybody because the other stuff's more exciting. But that's kind of my day to day.
0: Now, what was the what's the difference when you were a, a manager and then became a senior manager? Um,
1: Not not a whole lot. It's just a better way of saying, okay. hey, we're going to
0: we're going to let you do more stuff
1: for us. And uh, I got, you. I got you. but that's, that, that's it. I mean, you, it's kind of, you know, seniority, um, you know, how many people you have working for you and, and kind of just your workload. So again, it's, it's uh, you know, so Dolphins was the same as it is with the NFL players association. You know, your plate gets more full and if you're there long enough and you survive it, then sometimes they bump you up to a senior manager. So.
0: <laughs> I got you. Uh, are you, uh, I know you're busy, but are you working on any new initiatives?
1: Uh, so, we well, again, everything that changes, uh, you know, we're, we're every year that we do stuff. So for like the, the Collegiate Bowl, um, you know, we're, we're, we're working on programs for that. Uh, we're, we're working on contingency plans on, you know, we're already looking at 2021, uh, you know, some of the things that are going on there. Because, you know, part of my other job that I do, um, that, that's kind of a better story than medical records is, you know, I'm, I'm involved with I go to the Pro Bowl every year. I go to the Super Bowl every year. So now we're kind of looking at that cuz the pro bowl got canceled this year. Uh so now they're looking for new ways to for programming for that cuz again, you know, canceling that they don't want to just throw it away. They want to recognize players and so I'll work with the league and and kind of we'll work together on different things that that we can do for and recognize these players for uh, you know, their 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 season as a pro bowler.
0: Do you have any involvement with uh at the pro bowl with this held uh the youth flag football?
1: No. So I have a okay. yeah, I haven't, I mean, I know, um, Izel Reese is in charge of NFL flag. He's a good friend of mine. Um, I've been involved with him again, uh, you know, st- with the PA, we, we, when I first came to the NFL PA, we did some stuff with the, in the youth, uh, at the youth level, but, uh, I know he's taking over NFL flag right now. So my responsibilities kind of change a little bit. So I don't, I'm not involved with it, with the youth aspect of it. Again, I'm more, um, uh, safety at the Pro Bowl so again when they have the skills challenge we just have to make sure that you know players are being safe and you know NFL does a, a good job of you know making right. sure that these guys are safe but we, we're there just to make sure that everything you know is, is scheduled as is planned and takes as much time and as safely as possible for the players.
0: Um, I saw somewhere where you were involved in a uh, golf outing.
1: Yeah, are you still involved in that so again, this makes me laugh because you know if if you thank God you've never played golf with me because you'd uh, <laughs> uh how how the any any time that the word golf is associated and affiliated with my name is a little head scratching but again so every year we have the uh the annual our annual meeting the uh n f l p a rep meeting where all the player okay. reps on every team get together and they, that's when we do conduct all of our business for the year. And that coincides. We also do the former players meetings uh, and they do them together. So typically uh, you know, they'll come together. Usually the active players come and they'll come for about four days or so, and then they'll finish on a Saturday. And then the former players come in on a Saturday and start their meeting when we're finishing our other one. And part of that is, you know, we want, you know, guys want to get together and be able to, to, network and just catch ke- catch up with some old stories or or just you know pick them get the knowledge of the new guys versus the old guys so they had a golf outing and for some reason you know I would always be in charge of, of putting this golf outing together so i have <laughs> i've torn up some of the best courses in, in the country and it's amazing and, uh i stopped actually playing because it it's been so beautiful like once i get these guys out now it's been so relaxing cuz you know we've had golf tournaments and i'm i'm talking Puerto Rico Maui uh you know, again, Hawaii, different courses and some of the great courses of Arizona, California. And I just, I felt like uh, I felt dirty getting out on there and just, you know, leaving all these hack marks in the courses. So I stopped playing a little bit (laughs) and just let the guys that know what they're doing play.
0: Wow. See, I was going to invite you to my course here in uh, Ocean City Maryland. Hey, listen, if
1: you need a guy who's just out there, you know, hacking it up or having fun and making jokes, I'm your guy. But if you take it serious, uh, I I wouldn't recommend Willis Whalen in your in your in your foursome. Uh,
0: well, I still might invite you sometime. Absolutely,
1: yeah. Actually, it'd be good. We'll come up and uh, maybe we get some uh, donated items. We can make some money and and give it to charity.
0: Oh man, that'd be great. Uh, I'll touch base with you on that. Yep,
1: sounds good. Um,
0: but you you travel to a lot of cities. Well, a lot of countries too. Uh, what's your favorite city? Oh, that's a good one. Oh man, you know what?
1: there's so many great ones out there and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shy away from them, but just the ones that pop off the top of my head I mean there's been some some uh, uh, you know places that I had never been like Nashville for instance I'd never been to Nashville I love Nashville I mean, right,
0: you know, you know, I, I I mean
1: if you ask me that question about Super Bowls it's you know I, I mean I've been to the last I want to say 17 or 18 Super Bowls. And I mean, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with New Orleans and, you know, in Miami and all those. So, you know, there's so many great cities out there. Um, I've just been uh, fortunate enough to to hit a lot of these cities. And, and, you know, some of the times I'm not going to lie, it's one of those you you land, you eat, speak, and then you're out of there. But you know, a lot of times I like to, you know, get in with the culture a little bit and see what the locals do. But um, I've absolutely had some great cities I've been to. Well, what what do you love most about your job? I love my again the the thing that I love is is you know we're I'm educating people, I'm educating football players in, in the field that I absolutely am passionate about. You know, it's not just about football; it's you know getting these guys educated on on what what to expect, not just in in the next level if they get to the next level, but but after. So it's great because we have a lot of synergy with what I do with the, with the college players. So for instance, I'll, I'll you know, I'll go out to the schools and speak with them, and then I'll speak with them if they're training, if they're combine training at, you know, EXOS or IMG. So we have two touch points where they kind of, you know, understand that they' we're the NFLPA, we're resources for them. I'm a resource for them, you know, and then they will get handed off to something. We have our player managers. Our player managers basically take all the uh, NFL rookies and first year players and kind of bring them in and make sure they have the resources. So we're we're looking ahead to to make sure that these players get get more when they leave the game of football than they do coming in. So we're constantly educating them and letting them know what resources available. And then, you know, the, you, at 27 years old, 25, 26 years old, you're not thinking about the future. You're, un, you know, right. you're indestructible. You're going to play the game for 10 years. And we know that that's not the case. So it's up to us to kind of uh, make sure that they understand and get the resources that they need to succeed while, you know, while they're playing on and off the field. And then when they transition out, out of the game of football
0: but it definitely need that. Education. Yeah, absolutely. But it's, um, it's
1: fun. I mean, again, my boss, I work with all former players. Uh, you know, my boss, Don Davis is, again, I, I give him a shout. out. He's great in so many different ways. He's just a, he's not a micromanager. He lets you do what you, you know, what you're good at. He has faith and trust in you. And he's, you know, never looking over your shoulder and making sure. And you, you know, yeah. um, he just, you know, by the time he gets there, you know, it's, he's just a great all around and that's, that, that's huge for people that are looking for jobs. I mean, you know, if you love what you do and then you have a great boss, it really makes a difference.
0: I can attest to that. Absolutely. Um, I know you met a lot of players, but what what are a couple uh, a few of your favorite players?
1: Oh, that's a good one. I have um I mean, one's not gonna surprise you that there's there's some I have you know, Peyton Manning stories, you know, again being at the Pro Bowl back in the day, uh it used to be really different. So Peyton Manning by far is the uh the funniest guy by far. I'll just give you this quick quick story <laughs> of uh, Andrew Luck was, I think it was his rookie year, he made the Pro Bowl, and Peyton gives the State of the Union address to all the players that are at the Pro Bowl, and, he's, and he uh, says, hey, you know, you guys, all the, all the, all the rookies, you should be picking the, the brains of the veterans. Go to the rooms, find out what they're doing. All you veterans, you know, you could get some knowledge from these rookies. So, for example, Andrew, what, what room are you in? And Andrew Luck stands up and goes, 314. And all the veterans are kind of giggling. And so so without a beat, you know, Peyton says, hey, you know, so if you guys want, you know, get knowledge from Andrew Luck, go to room 314, pick his brain. Long story short, Andrew Luck is out snorkeling or whatever. And we're all, you know, all the guys are at the uh, the bar, the uh, sandbar, and they're all charging all their drinks to 314. So, <laughs> so uh, I was there when Andrew Luck got his bill and it looked like the, uh, you know, the A scroll from the old days of of what his bill was so that's just an example of one of the rookies but there's so many good guys for different reasons I mean Mm -hmm. um you know my favorite guy to watch right now is a guy Quentin Nelson he's an offensive guard for uh Indianapolis and if if you got any offensive line fans out there you watch this guy I mean he's 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 delivering pancakes on every play so But there's so many great guys. You know, my wife knows Jason Witten, you know, all of our player reps, Drew Brees. uh, You know, I can go on and on of guys that are just quality guys on and off the field. Um, You know, they're great football players, but they're also great men, you know, great husbands and and great leaders.
0: Well, on that note, um, you you now live in Virginia and and you're married, right?
1: I am. Yes, I've I have three kids. Um, My youngest, uh, Bryce, is 13. He plays baseball. Uh, Austin is 15. He's a high school football player starting at a new high school and my daughter just graduated from John champ. Uh, She graduated early, but she was also involved. She was a wrestling manager and football manager. So they're all involved in sports and and doing well.
0: Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, Well, uh, what would you uh, tell a young kid uh, about following their dreams.
1: Again, uh, so we have we have internship programs. And, and if you break that, I mean, there's a lot of ways to answer that question. But my my thing, you know, one of the things is, is opportunity, especially in the sports business. Uh, it is a very popular field. So therefore, you know, like we tell our players, like, listen, if you graduate, I mean, if you don't get your degree and, you know, you, your average NFL career is three years and now you're trying to get a job in the sports industry, it's, it's very demanding. You know, you got people, entry-level sports positions that are, you know, applying with master's degrees. Um, right. I, I gave an example, and then I'll, I'll get to this. The, the uh, you know, Minnesota Timberwolves posted a social media job on entry-level, and they, they had to shut down the, the whole thing because they had 600 applicants within, like, a couple days. So, you know, yeah. it, it's very tough field to get in. So my advice is, you know, it's, it's a, a couple of things. One is, you know, any opportunity that you have to volunteer you know, a lot of times now people want to be, you know, they want to be the CEO or they want to be the, the you know, the, the leader or the boss and they don't want to put the work in. And that's just a general statement um, where you, you really need to start and, and get get into that entry level because that's, that's the hardest part is getting into sports, volunteer, you know, all the uh, – whatever sport it is. So this is across the board. If you're baseball, uh, football, hockey, basketball, anything, your local, you know, sports teams, whether it's college or, or pro teams – they always have some opportunities for you to volunteer training camps. You know, they have some free clinics that they do for, for, you know, as you know, with, um, you know, with youth and, you know, those are the opportunities that you get in and just kind of get familiar. So they know who you are. And then I would say, once you get in, you know, make it for, you know, just keep your head down and grind. There's a lot of distractions. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of backstabbing when you get into sports, you know, just keep your head down and grind and, and make sure that you're competing against yourself you know with the dolphins we used to um we used to invite you know fourteen or sixteen people to the uh for our training camp internship and you know and that and that was just a a grind over training camp you know uh you know uh, two months of of training camp just grinding grinding and then what we would do is we would pick the two you know probably two of those uh fourteen people and have them be our, our year long intern and and that's that's the way we did it like just Make sure you keep your head down, grind, and we're just going to take them. You know, make it so if you are so good at what you do, you know, even if we can't hire you at the, at the time, the Dolphins, we had a lot of guys that, you know, we recommended for other teams. So our, our interns went okay, on and, and played with, you know, they, they started working for, you know, Carolina Panthers. Some got into hockey. So again, just make it compete against yourself. And, and then that's, that's, that's going to get you said, don't worry about what's going on around you.
0: Excellent statement. Willis, is there anything else you would like to add?
1: No, hey, this is just, this is just fun. I, you know, I think we should have a reunion down in the Florida Keys. Uh, once once this uh, <laughs> this quarantine things uh passes <laughs> us by, but it it was great, you know, catching up with you. Uh, you know, when when I saw and and got your message, I was like, man, I got to
0: catch up with with Hondo, man. He's my guy. <laughs> well, I certainly appreciate you taking the time to uh, be on today. So. Um, and- you know. Yeah, congratulations on all you've done and
1: yeah, let's let's follow up and uh, follow up on that golf tournament. Like I said, we'd love to uh, get some donated items and
0: uh, maybe we can make some money and we'll,
1: we'll, we'll get it to charity. So make sure we follow up on that.
0: Will do, uh, Willis. Um, on that note, I think I bring our podcast to to an end. The, the Hondo Handy Podcast has been brought to you by Ed Hama Drywall and Custom Paint, including residential and commercial power washing. Located at 36722 Roxana Road in Southview, Delaware, call 302-436-6277. Or find them on the web at edharmandrywall.com. My guest today has been Willis Whelan, Senior Manager of Players Affairs and Collegiate Outreach for the NFL Players Association. Uh, Willis, thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Hondo. Appreciate you. Uh, always a pleasure. All right.